Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast. Now enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, me and my co-hosts, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Yep, and this is Jordan. And yes, we back for another baseball episode. We're going to talk about the World Series um, and basically off-season trades and um, leading up into next year. So, yeah, um... Obviously, the Dodgers won um, six games. Um, I ain't going to even lie to you. I ain't even um, watched the World Series. I was still upset about the Braves losing. But uh, I'm going to let Jordan handle this one. Um, Yeah, I feel like... Well, part of me didn't want to watch the World Series, for real, for real. Because I kind of knew what was going to happen. I just knew it was a matter of time. I knew that the Dodgers were a deeper team than the Rays. The Rays didn't have as many bats, so... I figured, like, the good pitching would beat the good hitting, um, like it always does. Um, I feel like um, the Dodgers, really, they could have won in five, but they messed up in game five when they uh, had that throwing mistake and Randy Rosarena scored. Um, But they uh, closed it out in game six. They had another... Uh, stellar performance from Clayton Kershaw, one that would, uh, I'm not going to say it erases his um, postseason failures, but it definitely gives some credibility to his um, Hall of Fame stake. Now you can't say, well, he chokes in the playoffs because he's gotten it done. And now people like me can go back and say, well, when you look at the games that they lost, it wasn't necessarily his fault because he's not really getting run support. If you're not getting run support, that's just extra stress. And stress in the playoffs is a big deal because every pitch matters. So you want to have less stress pitches. That's why you want to get the lead early and maintain the lead. That's why you don't want to have up and down games. So, um, yeah, I think this helps Clayton Kershaw. It um, one Another thing me and Kevin were talking about last episode was if Mookie Betts won World Series MVP if this would help his um, case, and he did it. Corey Seager won it, and when I first saw it, I was kind of thinking that's weird, but then again, I only watched it off highlights of, on YouTube and um, ESPN and stuff, so I didn't really watch game by game. I just saw stat lines, but once I did a little deeper dive into the stat lines, uh, Corey, I mean, Mookie only had one more hit, but he had six more at-bats, and um, Corey Seager had the same amount of home runs. And he had, I think he had uh, more RBIs, if I'm not mistaken. So um, <clears throat> I can see how he won the MVP. But it was one of those cases where, it's yeah, he's, he had the best stats, but he wasn't really the most valuable. Because every, every time I saw that the Dodgers needed a play. Mookie was making it. He was he was making the plays in the outfield. He was making 
the pay, plays on the base path, the one that started the rally in um, game set, I mean game six, after they took Blake Snell out, which we'll talk about later. But right after that happened, it was Mookie that made all the plays that gave them the lead. So I, I really, I don't know. I feel like you can't really blame it on Mookie. I, feel, I still feel like he's still making his case for best player in the game. Kevin, what you got? My thoughts on Mookie? No, on the series. I mean, you can also talk about Mookie. Um, <clears throat> for the first time, I can say the Dodgers did what they had to do. Um, it's been moments throughout the playoffs that I thought they was trying to give it up, trying to give it up bad. Even in the World Series, I believe Game Two it was. Um, I don't, I, I don't believe, no, I believe <laughs> it was Game Three. I believe it was Game Three. Um. But congratulations to the Dodgers. Now I can't say they choke in the playoffs anymore. Now no, I can't. I'm hating all offseason, bro. Nope. <laughs> nope. Ain't, ain't no congratulations. Poor loser. Now I can't say um, they're allergic to prosperity because they have won the World Series. We are. Uh, Clayton, Clayton Kershaw has finally got a ring. And um, I believe this has um, cemented him as one of the best pitchers of all time. Um, depends on where you want to rank him. I can't say top five because of all of the playoff mishaps. I say top ten. I don't know if Brandon and um, Jordan will agree to that. I, so, I would have to get back to you on that. I, I don't have a ranking on the top of my head, to be honest with you. But yeah, I get that. But um, he did try to give it up a little bit this week, but I'm gonna get off of that. Uh, Mookie Betts. Um, he, Second best player in the league. <laughs> I don't, just don't believe he's better than Mike Trout. I just don't believe that. I just believe he's uh, he's just uh, on better teams. That's all it is. And and when they're time to produce, he produce. He produce on a good team. He's Kawhi Leonard, but I feel like Mike Trout is LeBron James. Big difference. Um, but, oh boy. <laughs> I can't. I can't disagree with you. I'll give you Kevin Durant though. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Kevin yeah. Durant. He's okay. not Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I said KD. Still second to LeBron. But um, I didn't really pay attention to the series once the Yankees lost and once the Braves lost. I lost a lot of interest too because I stay in Atlanta, so it's still it's it's the talk. You gotta know what's going on. So once those two teams lost, it was kind of not interesting, especially because it was the Tampa Bay Rays and the Dodgers. Like, I believe they had one right. of the lowest reviews in um, yeah. World Series history. Like I said last episode, if it was the Astros and the Dodgers, I would have watched it. Probably. Like, but this, this didn't have enough juice for me. Mm-mm. Like it was, it was way too much other stuff to watch on TV than to watch this. I wouldn't watch it either. Yeah. One of the most, uh, one of the, one of the more boring World Series I've seen in recent times that came about in recent times, and it's probably due to COVID and stuff like that. It's just been a wild year. This year has just been kind of wild and crazy. But congratulations to the Dodgers, two LA teams with championships. The parade's gonna be crazy. I already know they probably gonna merge them together. City doing it for Kobe. Yo, if you're liking what you're hearing on Not Another Sports Podcast, make sure you follow us on all social media. 
Not Another Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter is N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Make sure you continue to stay up tuned and update with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. Now back to our show. Welcome back. Next, we're going to talk about um, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, free agents. Well, um, for me personally, um, our t- the Braves, we don't really our team is set up fine. We don't we just, we're going to have to pay Ozuna, but it is what it is. He earned that money. Um, he had a spectacular season. And in my opinion, what made Freddie so dangerous and why he going to He's part of the reason why he's gonna um, win the MVP. Having the pitch to that next, that our whole line. Anyway, I still don't understand how we didn't win the World Series. Anyway, um, we're gonna be fine next year. Though. We get Soroka back. We get other pieces back to our lineup, um, our um, pitching rotation. So I don't think we really have to make too many big um, uh, moves this offseason. Jordan gonna say we're gonna have to get Trevor Bauer, but I don't think that's necessary a necessary piece. Our pitching rotation is fine, as you see. But how y'all feel about the free agents coming up? Um Well, as Brendan has predicted, I'm gonna talk about Trevor Bauer. I feel like this is gonna this is gonna disappoint a lot of Braves fans, but I'm not as gung-ho on the Resign Ozuna train as everybody else is because I actually have been following the offseason and I feel like we're going to price ourselves out of Ozuna basically like we did Josh Donaldson. And what I don't want us to do is to overpay for Ozuna knowing good and well we still have Pache coming up. We still have Drew Waters coming up and good pitching beats good hitting. I don't understand why we would not try to go out and get the best pitcher in the the league, seeing as how we've only had two and a half pitchers in the playoff. Clearly, our biggest need is pitching. I don't I don't understand why we would go out because let's not forget Adam Duvall got hurt. We were we had another outfield bat. So if Ozuna leaves, we're not just gonna be stranded. We. One, we could go out and get a Yasiel Puig. A, a, um, there are there are other names, but we could we could try and get a George Springer if we want to go out and get outfielders. I would go after him before I go after Ozuna. One because he's younger, and two because he's a more established, better hitter. So if we're gonna spend big money on an outfielder, let's go after him. Why 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 settle? I get it. Um, Ozuna did a lot for us. He was an MVP caliber player. But we have to be thinking long term and what's going to help us this year. A, a solid a solid ace, that's only going to help your younger pitchers. That's only going to help them develop quicker. So that that's why I would want somebody like him in the rotation. And because I know for a fact, when we go out, he's going to give us a good solid 7-8 innings like he did in the playoffs this year so that's why i want to go after him and i would also like to get some more um to um supplement our bullpen a little bit more because it wasn't like they went out there and did great 
But when we did have that bullpen game, we did kind of struggle a little bit. Now, they didn't just go out and score a lot of runs. We didn't give them a lot of run support. But I still would want to see another arm in there. And I don't know. I've If Ozuna is a good asking price, if he's less than $15 million, have at it. If it's more than fifteen, AA, I'm going to need you to, to, to think long term. I We have young we have young outfielders one if we sign ozuna that's just another year that pache has to wait so yes i i I get it ozuna was a really good player he was he did a lot for us he was he definitely freed up freddie to go to the number two hole that and it helped freddie to have a, a even better year i get all that but if we're talking about what we need more we probably need a pitcher more Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, speaking from the Yankees' perspective, I don't think they're gonna make any moves. Um, not, not in yes, but I'm not saying like any major moves. Like we gotta do some resigning, but I'm quite sure we're gonna be able to resign everybody. Um, we could go out and try to get a Springer, um, and add to the outfield, add to the sticks. Maybe that could be the over the head, over the head. I don't have no room for him. Y'all have Stanton, Judge, Luke Voigt, and I can't remember who y'all's DH is. I mean, if you want to, we could definitely listen to that. We could definitely switch that around. One, one of those can Stanton definitely can get out the outfield. See, but okay. He could definitely get off the team. To be quite honest with you, don't get me started. Literally, the only person playing for y'all. He was literally the only person I don't person care. Like he's not. He's he was not. literally the only person showing up. He's not. Yeah, shit. It's not working. Okay, bro. well, take it's him not, off the field and then see what happens. It's not working, bro. I bet you. It's I bet working, you. Bro. Why we trade Stan for some peanuts? It's, it's not working. We suck. It's, it's not working, bro. Whatever, whatever this is, it's not working, bro. They need something different. And I don't feel like they're going to make any moves. So, like... I guess this, you could say like this is the final run, but I'm quite sure we probably got two, three more years of this same roster. Uh, you're so um, lucky that the MLB is expanding the playoffs because it, it wouldn't be no final run. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think we should, like, we just handicap right now. I, they, they have gave me no hope right now. I've lost all hope in them. I lost hope in most of my teams right now. Um, it's sad. It's heartbreaking. And Jordan got me sitting here talking about free agents. Yeah, I don't have no free agents. But I will say, um, other than the Braves, if uh, Bauer was to go to a different team, I would want him to go to the Angels or the Mets. I feel like the um, the Mets are in a different position than we are. They they need more hitters. So I would want to see them overspend for a pitcher. And they just got a new owner that's supposed to be the richest owner in sports, I guess. So... Um, <clears throat> hopefully he'll get itchy and say, well, we've got these other pitchers. Let's put them around there. But they did just re-sign Marcus Stroman. So I don't know how likely that is. But Kevin, one thing y'all could do, y'all could go after Colton Wong. They left, um, they, um, they dropped him from the Cardinals. He's, he would be an upgrade for y'all. Obviously you probably wouldn't care, but I think that that would be a good upgrade. Um, I mean, the show me. Well, he's won back-to-back gold gloves, so, I mean, I don't know what else you want. On the Yankees, 
Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but see, you actually need people to win. So I'm giving you people. Remember that we had people before. No, y'all, y'all really didn't. I that was kind of the point. I told y'all y'all didn't have enough, but you weren't listening. You were in blinders mode. So I'm trying to give you some more people. But anyway, um, I would say another. I think the biggest thing for the um. Because there's a lot of big-name free agents. It's not a, a lot talked about, though. I would say uh, JT Real Muto being a free agent is kind of going under the radar. He's, uh, he's had, he actually had some pretty good, two pretty good seasons with the Phillies, but it doesn't show up because their team is a lot of overrated. But he's definitely the, the, the constant. He... He was, if it wasn't for him, they would be a lot worse. So put it that Under way. They def- is what they are. I mean, but it's not their fault. They keep getting doesn't overrated. Matter. Doesn't matter. But I blame Bryce Harper. Doesn't matter. They're underachieving. It's Bryce Harper's Bryce fault. Harper. But it is Bryce Harper's fault that they're underachieving. They gave him all that hype. To be they gave him all that hype for he's no never reason. Great. But um, he played on bad teams. Nah, he's overrated. Facts. But it's okay. And um, no, he played on bad teams, buddy. He was in Washington. He played on bad teams. He played on. They weren't that great, and they they snuck into the playoffs a lot of times. We've actually won the. We we won. Yeah, we won the. We won the um, the NL East his last three years there. So, uh, yeah, keep that in mind. But um, yeah, I would say somebody stealing JT Real Muto from the Phillies would be good. Um, I would like to see that happen. I wouldn't like to see the Padres get him because I feel like that would be their missing piece. I also wouldn't like to see the Padres get Trevor Bauer because I feel like that would also be a missing piece for them. So I just don't want the Padres to get better at this point because I, I see what they're doing and they're they're on the rise. They get some pieces, they'll be fine. But I just don't want them to get those pieces yet. I want us to get ours first. Um. But I would also say, um, y'all watch out for the White Sox because they, they have money to spend. I don't know what Tony LaRusso is going to do up there, but they have money to spend. And a lot of I said this last year when they was going after Manny Machado and nobody wanted to listen to me and they made the playoffs. Now, granted, they did fall at the end, but they are they are a team on the rise. They're going to get a pitcher now. And they don't play in a now, watch out game. now. Uh, Trevor Bauer might go there for one year. He, if they throw the bag at him now hey, Anthony, Anthony listen listen if you're listening just because I said I want Trevor Bauer does not mean I want to overpay for Trevor Bauer be smart be smart buddy if we're throwing the money at somebody throw it at him but don't throw all the money at him that's my point um we still we still have pieces that we need to make so we can't just throw all our money in one year I would prefer a two-year deal, but he says that he's not doing two-year deals anymore. Apparently, LeBron has changed the culture for everybody, and long-term deals aren't it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a fun off-season. I'll say that it's gonna be a lot of player movement, a lot of um, teams getting better and worse. I the the Angels have a new GM, so we can only hope at this point. That's that's we we have hope. Those of us who are still Mike Trout fans, we have hope. Just because I say that, I think Mookie's gonna get better soon. Does not mean I'm still not a Mike Trout fan. I can like two people. Two goats can exist, or whatever Drake said. <laughs>
Hey, what's going on? Can't get enough of Not Another Sports Podcast? Well, you can follow us on social media at Not Another Sports Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast on Twitter. And keep up with everything Not Another Sports Podcast. We appreciate y'all's support and y'all make sure y'all subscribe. And back to the show. Welcome back. Next up, we're going to give a big shout out to uh, home team, MV Free. We caught it about two-thirds of the way to the season that he was going to win the MVP, and they finally gave him the respect he's due. But, um, yeah, he finished the season with a 341 batting average, scoring 51 runs, 13 home runs, 53 RBIs, two stolen bases. Yeah, look at him. He ain't stealing no bases. Anyway. Played in all 60 games, he had 214 at bats, 73 hits, 45 walks, and 37 strikeouts. Yeah, I feel like this was um, Freddie's breakout year. Hopefully, he, we don't do him like he did, like the Falcons doing Julio and just wait his prime. Bro, I hope that don't happen. Um, well, we should have won the world. Anyway, um, that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about how Freddie won the MVP. Congratulations. How do y'all feel about this whole, this subject? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've, I've said this years ago that Freddie is going to win an MVP soon. And it's just, it was just a matter of time. I guess it was more so the fact that he wasn't on a winning team and now he is, that more eyes are on him. But, I mean, he's he's been an MVP caliber player for years. So this doesn't really surprise me. Um... I'm happy that he's finally gotten the respect that he deserves, um, and it is well-deserved. Um, his numbers were outstanding, and it's not, it's, nobody would have been surprised going into the season if you would have told him that he would have won the MVP, because he played like an MVP last year. I think he finished second or third, um, but he got hurt at the end of the season. So, I mean, he was due for it, and it's finally all the stars aligned. He was first or second in most um, hitting categories. So, he it definitely wasn't a cheap award, but, I mean, it doesn't, it still doesn't feel complete without the, um, the championship. Say it again. Especially the way that we lost. Mm-hmm. We had it. We were right there, but we blew the three-one lead. Mm. So, I mean, it hurts, but we'll get over it, and eventually, eventually. we'll we'll, um, we'll have the necessary pieces around us, pitching-wise. We did go out and sign Charlie Morton, so that's a big help. Yep. Um, I think we didn't end up uh, resigning Duvall. We non-tendered him, so that might help hurt us. But I think we have the um, the right pieces in the farm system with Christian Pache coming up and Drew Waters supposed to be coming up soon. So that could that could be um, <clears throat> a a big boost for us coming down the line with even with him leaving. So I mean, I don't feel like I don't feel like that's something that's going to hurt us as much as the fans think it is, but we definitely do need to steal Sanozuna because that would be a big bet that we lost. 
Kevin, you finna hate? No, actually. Freddie Freeman has been a, um, a great player for quite some time now. It's actually kind of wild that he just winning his first MVP now. Um, but congratulations to him. Freddie Freeman is a nice player when I moved to um, Atlanta. It was Chipper Jones. And then, the, like, as he was fading out, um, Freddie became that guy, the next up face. So um, it's pretty cool to see him win um, MVP. I still don't like the Braves. And they still <laughs> gave up a 3-1 lead. Mm. So, um, yeah. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you enjoying the conversation so far? Well, you can join the conversation on social media by following us at Not Another Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast on Twitter. Thanks for listening and make sure you subscribe on whatever device you're listening to. And now back to your show. Welcome back. And before we get out of here, we got to talk about something new in um, baseball. Something um, starting to see across uh, the major leagues, four major sports leagues. Um, but Kim Ng, she is the general manager for the Miami Marlins. She's the highest ranking f- baseball executive, the highest ranking female baseball executive. She is the first woman to serve the as a general manager of a team in the big four leagues in North America and the first person of East Asian descent to serve as a general manager of an MLB team. Pretty good. Um, uh, I hadn't really heard of her until I saw the story, but um, I feel like it's good to get uh, a female's perspective, especially on these type of things. Apparently she was it's not just like a pity hire. Apparently, she has the credentials to be there. So, I mean, if you're not qualified for the... I mean, if you're qualified for the job, then, hey, I'm all for it. Man, woman, whatever you call yourself. So, how y'all feel about this? <clears throat> um, it's a good hire. It's, um, like I said on a previous episode, I like seeing this because... As, especially having a niece, it gives us a lot of... It gives her a lot more opportunities. A lot more doors are being opened. And I like seeing that. Um, I just... I, According to her resume, she's a very um, well-deserving general manager. But um, I just... I hope that it's a good hire for the Marlins. Because they are on a, a right trajectory. So um, I just... I hope it doesn't kind of stunt their um, their growth that they have right now because they they are kind of known for giving away a lot of star players. And they have worked out recently, but in the past it has not worked out with the uh, Cabreras of the world getting away. Um, like they won a World yeah, Series. Like... Yep. Yeah, they won a World Series and had nothing to show for it. But, I mean, Yellage was a good um, trade. I can't remember exactly who they got back for it, but they, they did get some quality pieces for that trade. So it wasn't as bad as a lot of people made it out to seem, especially 
with him winning that uh, MVP, but he has come back down to earth recently. So, um, I would say that it is um it'll be interesting to see how long of a leash he has because of the fact that the Marlins were in the playoffs this year, and I did expect them to make it to the playoffs with a, a full season. So I'm not I'm not going out and saying oh it was a short season so it doesn't count that they made the playoffs because I did think that they had a, a legitimate shot to make it. So um, again I don't, I just don't want it to to be like a, a one year or two year type thing, just a name hire that nobody cares about when everybody forgets about it. I want it to be like a legitimate hire and give her a a fair shot. I mean, again, congratulations to her. Um, what's um, how do you pronounce the name? Kim Ng. Kim, congratulations to Kim Ng. I just don't want to say her. Um, congratulations to Kim Ng for breaking history, breaking ba- uh, barriers, and again, just showing women that they're involved in sports and their thoughts and opinions matter, and that they can run a team just as well as a man. Um, same thing as the female coaches in the NFL. Um, I just hope it's a good, a good higher meaning. For the organization, she brings knowledge and actually helps them continue on the progression and the up that they already been on since Derek Jeter took over. And I hope it's a uh, uh, a gen- uh, generous and a well thought out plan all together by the organization. And I hope that they did it with a pure heart, meaning that they gave her this job, respecting her knowledge of the game and giving her an opportunity to actually show what she's about and not just doing it for clout or just firing her once things turn south a little bit let her work a little bit give her the same opportunity that anybody else would get and um other than that that's it this concludes another episode of your favorite podcast not another sports podcast i'm one of your hosts brandon and make sure you follow me on all social media at rob was there this is kevin make sure you follow me on instagram at vice city kevo and be sure to check out Apple Music on December 21st. Yeah, and this is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy 11 and on Instagram at underscore this guy 11. You can also follow the sports pages on Facebook and Instagram at not another sports podcast and on Twitter at N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Special shout out to Miss Carissa Baptiste Jones. She did suggest this, um, this topic she said that we don't talk about women's sports enough so that's two in in about a week or two that we've talked about it so um if you have any suggestions on things that you would like us to talk about if you feel like we're missing anything feel free to let us know um we can't cover everything but we definitely take suggestions um we miss every i mean we miss a lot in sports because we 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 do work whatnot so we have things going on but um we definitely take suggestions and we will try our best to get them in to an episode so thank you for that again and um make sure you guys stay safe go out and vote in the runoffs if you're in georgia and um roll tight go gators if you decided to stay this long then we have a special treat for you. We have the 
segment that we previously mentioned on another episode featuring Coach Chapman. It's from the beginning of last season, from the preseason. Um, and it was just basically saying what we thought would happen. And it was kind of interesting seeing how much he said would happen ended up actually happening. And it would have been perfect had we actually made the World Series because it would have been a perfect prediction. But seeing as how we came really close, it is kind of still applies to this day. So we decided to add it to this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and make sure you follow me on all social media at Rob Was There. I'm here with my co-hosts, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at ShineKevo and also ViceCity underscore Kevin. Yes, and this is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy 11 and on Instagram at underscore this guy 11. We got a special guest with us, Coach Chapman, our favorite baseball coach of all time. One of our, well, my favorite football coach as well. Um, yeah, we definitely got to get him in. We had a big offseason. We got to talk about it. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, fellas. Uh, well, I think first we're going to start with uh, the Braves signing Ozuna from uh, Seattle and not re-signing Donaldson. I mean, I feel like we 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 we'll be okay at third base. Um, our our lineup is fine anyway. We have our lineup is so balanced that we can go one through eight and be fine. Um, anybody can produce at any time. So, as far as the uh, production loss, I don't think we'll be too hurt by it. Especially since Donaldson is a boomer bust guy anyway. He's either gonna hit a home run or strike out. Right. So. Um, I feel like right now is our time. It's not going to be too much longer that one, Freddie going to be in his prime. Uh, we have a great farm system. We keep bringing up talent, but I feel like we have to capitalize on these opportunities. You're not going to continue to keep, keep, keep getting these opportunities and not making the most of it. Think about it. Last year, the Nationals won the World Series. We literally ran through them the entire regular season. That's literally why I didn't watch the regular season. I'm like, bro, the Nationals playing. Right. Like, there's no reason we shouldn't have been at least in the World Series last year. Right. But anyway, before I, before I get upset, how y'all feel about this? Uh, how y'all feel about um, the Braves offseason so far? Um, well, first, he came, <clears throat> he came from St. Louis, not Seattle. But, um... Yeah, it, I saw him a little bit in that playoff series, but, I mean, I don't really watch other teams during baseball season. And uh, shout out to Chapman. He definitely got me back into the Braves. I remember watching them that uh, that opening day series. Uh, it was my uh, sophomore year. I can't remember who they were playing, but he was watching it on his computer, and we was watching it before the bus came. Um, <laughs> yes, but... I mean, I feel like that's a good signing for who was left. Um, I don't really know what we're going to do at third base. I have faith in Camargo, but I feel like we're trying to move on with uh, Austin Riley. I hear his defense is good, but I saw last year that he's still a young player. He still swings at a lot of pitches. He's not very patient. Um, 
I feel like that's that's gonna be the biggest question this year. I don't feel like we should make the trade for Arenado really just because of his contract. Like he can opt out in twenty one. I feel like that's that's not really the best option for us right now. We should probably just play the waiting game on that one. Um, and then we should probably like I'm I'm really interested to see what we're gonna do in out in the outfield. Like, are we gonna go Azuna Marcakis, um Roy, or are we gonna go Roy Azuna and Ender? Are we gonna move Ender? Are we gonna uh, let Marcakis play then? He moves on to Pache. What are we gonna do with the water? That's that's these are all the things I'm thinking about in the house. I've said it all along. I'm gonna continue to say it. I, I mean, I appreciate what Ender did. He got two um golden gloves, but I feel like you're gonna have to make a trade and get that's a great asset. That's two golden gloves. I mean, yeah, two golden gloves. So I feel like you should um make that trade while he's hot. Because if he come out this year and look slow, nobody going to want him. He been hurt, so you can use that as an excuse. But he still has two golden gloves. <clears throat> but... Makes sense. What do you think, Coach Chapman? Well, here's the thing. They signed Ozuna for one year. Mm-hmm. So that means they didn't block Waters or Pache, whoever you want to bring up. Right. Keep if you keep Enciarte, you allow Acuna to play his natural and best position, which is right field. Correct. So you can, and by doing this, I think that what a lot of people, you know, everybody wants the splashy signing, and in July and August, I may sing a different note because you've got a farm system that allows you some flexibility where you can go get somebody. I wouldn't trade for Bryant. Right now, I wouldn't trade for Arenado. Right now, uh, I, I would guess Arenado he would opt out after 2021. Right. If you trade for Brian, he's going to be a free agent in 2021. So it's the same thing. Obviously, the better player. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they traded for anybody, I want them to trade for Arenado, but it's going to, you know, it cause a. Uh, uh, create a major dent you're going to have to give up somebody that you're really looking forward to seeing it whether it be ian anderson or christian pache or you know drew waters uh, and the list on on you probably would have to trade them austin riley as well uh you know i know that sounds like a lot but you know they're not trading you a bag of and a fungo bat they're trading you probably you know the best third baseman in the nl uh yeah you know, so that being said, sooner or later you have to find out what you have, and and that's been my whole thought process on this thing. You you wouldn't trade Austin Riley because you thought he was the next big at third base. You signed Josh Donaldson for one year because you, uh, I think the plan all along from Anthopolis was to sign Donaldson. If he is if he has a great year like he did, then you're probably not going to be able to re-sign him. And that gives you one more year of Austin Riley, or that would allow you one year of Austin Riley in the minors. Riley went nuts down in the minors, hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And then when injuries allowed you to bring him up, you brought him up. So he got basically a whole year under his belt. So he, 
the growing pains. So now you got to see what you have. Is he somebody that makes an adjustment? That Carmargo spent the whole time in the States in the offseason working at getting himself in better shape so that he can come in and lay state to the third base job. Two guys who had years, you know, Riley's year started off great, ended in a nightmare. Carmargo got sent back down because it, it just looked like he was lackluster and didn't care, you know. And so he ended the season pretty well. You know, Riley showed signs of coming out of his slump at the end of the year. Uh, you've got some options. The Braves have historically been left-handed, a left-handed strong lineup. You know, now you have Ozuna behind uh, Freddie so that he doesn't get pitched around. And then you have Riley, you know, you could use Carmargo. He's a switch hitter. You've got some, you've got some depth. The thing that made me really happy this all season was the addressing of the bullpen. Yeah. Yes. 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 That was literally yeah. my problem all season. Yeah. So, like I was literally watching, we could score seven, eight runs in a game and it would never be considered over because our bullpen, if I started, I said it to Jordan all last season. If our starters can't go seven, it's over with. Right. And, well, nobody expected them to score 10 runs in the first game of a uh, closeout game. I mean, the fourth, yeah, first inning of a closeout game. Get but, to watch that game. I was just about to get off of work. Like, if you, if you watch every other playoff game last year, you see that once our bullpen came in, we struggled. I'm like, I don't understand. Well, I just don't understand how we saw that as fans continued to say it but we never addressed it last year there's i still say it there's no reason we shouldn't have won the world none at all guys <laughs> we saw that but you got it you're, you're forgetting the they did address it they went and yeah, got, really? they, they went and got melanson they went and got chris martin they went and got shane green they went and got the year before and he became you know healthy at the end of the year the fact is is that when they went to chris martin in game one he, he hurts his, you know, whatever it, it is. Did get hurt. I, forgot, I forgot about that. And that forced, that forced dude, that forced Snit's hand, and he had to bring in the guy that everybody hates. And, you know, Luke Jackson was put in an unfair situation last year. They put the weight of the bullpen on him, and, you know, he wasn't ready for that. I think Luke Jackson would be a great guy if you could bring him in to face one guy. But now they put the rule in where you got to face three batters. So, I mean, you know, Luke Jackson throws 97 miles an hour and has a drop-dead slider. He's got to use 97 more and put the slider on the back shelf some. Uh, that being said, you know, I like the fact that, you know, they went out and, they, you know, they've got three games now. I mean, you think about that. They got the guy from San, San Francisco. They got Shane Green, Lawson. I mean, this this is a completely different bullpen setup than we're used to seeing in Atlanta. All right? right. And I understand you wanting to trade Ender, but the same reason, you know, you, you got to look at certain things. Ender being in center field improves your defense. Ozuna being in left field makes your defense worse. So if you do make a trade, anything that you get back better be of quality defensively of Enciarte because if not, you're taking all the improvements you've made in pitching and you're nullifying them because balls that get run down in the gap are no longer getting run down. So that's but why I, that's why NCRT is important because Ozuna is a, is just an average outfielder. I mean, and you're going to have to have somebody cover that area 
where he doesn't feel like he has to make every play in the left center field gap. You know, I agree. Um, especially since we play in the NL and you have to pitcher, you have to hit your uh, pitcher. You can't just make um, Ozuna a DA. But let me ask you this: Would you rather have Ozuna's um, bat or Ender's defense? Uh you know, it's hard to say. I watched the Braves win a World Series with, you know, and play in a World Series with guys that played in left field named, you know, Keith Mitchell. You know, <laughs> guys that you've never heard of, haven't heard of since. And they had a guy in center field named, you know, Otis Nixon and Deion Sanders. Those guys weren't exactly the bastions of offensive baseball. You know, I'm a guy that I, I always grew up and, you know, when they ask you about baseball, Nobody grabs a glove and goes to play second base. Everybody grabs a bat and wants to hit. So I was a hitter. So if you ask me what I want, you know, the old adage in baseball is if you can hit, they'll find a place for you to play. Exactly. I I would think that having Ozuna's bat in there would make it, you know, easier to lose Ender's glove, if you get what I mean. Right. That being said, are you going to bring up Pache to play center field are you going to bring up waters you know or or whoever else or are you going to make a trade and get a center fielder you know right now the way they're constructed you know i could see him i could see ender hitting eighth you know and, and, yeah. and see the lineup looking something like you know acuna albies uh freddie ozuna uh, Riley, um, you know, I hate to say it, but uh, you know, I would bat Swanson seventh and NCRT eighth. So the six hole would be the catcher. All right. So Tyler Flowers or uh, the other catcher we signed this offseason. And right now I can't think of his name. Darno. Travis Darno. That's right. Yep. So Travis Darno will be happy to be playing in Atlanta. When Andrelton Simmons is not here, because he put he made Andrelton Simmons famous for jump throws in the hole. <laughs> Doesn't his brother play? Did I don't know if he still does. But you know, if you're looking at the lineup, you've got ability to to mix and match. You know, you can you've got right-handed switch hitter, left-handed right-handed. If you play Carmargo, you have switch hitter. If not, you have Riley. You know, you've got a chance to have a very versatile lineup that, you know, realistically is just as good as your lineup from last year. Right. And, then, and then the person we haven't talked about is what do you do with Mark Akis? You know, does he platoon anywhere? All right. Is he just a guy that, you know, you're going to take a guy that hit almost 300 last year and don't park him on the bench? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I feel like he's gonna have to be in our lineup. He um was a solid bat last year and he had right field on lock, so he just ended up getting hurt. That was really it. Well, he, I mean uh, broke his wrist. You could look at it you can look at it this way too. Yeah, he broke his wrist, but you can look at it this way too. You know, you can you can shuffle your lineup now around with Mark Higgins in there. He play and, and you could move him and you know Acuna could always go to center and Marquez could go to right and play where he's always played. You know, I don't think that's your best defensive lineup. It may be your best offensive lineup. So it just depends on 
what you're really looking for. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, the, the best thing about this Brave squad as opposed to previous Brave squads is that I think this team has a lot more flexibility. And I say that with the idea of not only does it have flexibility in the bullpen, but it has flexibility in the outfield. Uh, your starting rotation is going to be a year older, a year better, and hopefully Fulton Avich shows up to spring training not injured this year. Um, and in the playoffs. Well, he didn't. I mean, if we filled a ground ball in that, you know, we may be out of. So, I'm, I, I, I agree. Jordan did I not say that at the time. At the time, I'm like, it was so, we could have got out of that inning twice. With yep. One, maybe two runs. I mean, it's just, but that's just, that's the beauty of baseball. You know, mm-hmm. Things that go against against you on Monday may go for you on Tuesday. Exactly. And you can never, ever, 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 you know, mark anything down because momentum is just as is just as good and just as valuable as the next day starting pitcher. Because right. I can guarantee you, there were years when, you know, I saw the Braves blow some horrible leads with their bullpen in the early 90s and the next day starting pitcher was some guy named Smoltz or some <laughs> guy named Glavin and they just jammed it down the other team's throat and they didn't care about it. So, exactly. You know, you got a chance right now to have a dominant bullpen. And I say that not in jest. You have a chance to have a, a shutdown bullpen from the sixth inning on. So now you're asking guys like Max Freed, guys like Mike Fultonavich, Cole Hamels, you know, you've given a fly you've taken a flyer on one of the greatest pitchers of this era of baseball you know and, and seeing if he can be your fifth starter I mean think about that Mike Soroka who is just Greg Maddox with a better fastball exactly so you've got some flexibility that you haven't had in the past which you know for me I'm a baseball guy now I can talk football all day but if you want to talk about intricacies of things and baseball I played it in college and you know, I enjoy the game. I enjoy the whole thing about managing, and that's why I hate the rule changes in baseball. I can't really? stand it. Well, since we were talking about the um, playoffs, what do you think about us um, putting Max Freed in the bullpen instead of sticking with our original plan and starting him game four? Because I feel like if he started that game, we probably would have won that series. Oh, well, crap, we should have won game four anyway. Well, I mean, well, yeah. But, I mean, we should have won game four anyway, fellas. I mean, y'all can you can cherry pick every move, and that's what that's what we as fans do. But did you when they put Freed in the bullpen, he was unhittable. He was, exactly. he was, which is why he should have started game four. Would you have rather <laughs> had? Would you have rather had three games of Max Freed or one game of Max Freed? And who says we win the other two games without Max Freed? Max Freed is unhittable even on a video game out the bullpen. <laughs> Ask Jordan. Ask Jordan. Okay. Ask Jordan. Yeah, he's be. I, he's got, he's, so what do you think his role will be this year? Max Freed? Yes. He's number two. So, Soroka, Freed, Fultonavich, Hamels. So what about um, Felix? Where do you think he'll fit in? I would think he would be the fifth starter if he makes the team. Okay, so if he doesn't make the team, who do you think? Uh, will, there's about there's about twelve hundred guys there. You got, uh, you got, you know, we got Des, which we talked about. You got, you know, they're going to come to a spring. Guys 
that have, have experience. You know, the, the sleeper is somebody like Ian Anderson, all right, okay. a rookie like that. Uh, I don't know what their thought process is on Tuki Tucson. That's all right. right. I, mean, I like Tuki. I, I, what was I like him out of the bullpen. What was the guy? What was the guy that started last year uh, from Vanderbilt? Uh, the the lefty. Big no, the tall right-handed guy. He started started in the opening series, and they brought him back for a game. Bryce Wilson. Bryce Wilson's also going to be in that. He's going to be in that group too. This uh, is I can't remember the guy's name now. It makes me want to punch myself. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, but I, Bryce Wilson's <laughs> got just as good a chance as anybody. I mean, the guy throws 100 miles an hour. I mean, the, those kind of guys just don't grow from trees. His biggest right. thing is, you know, secondary pitch and fastball location. When he's had when he's had his secondary pitches on in major league games, he's been tough to hit. Right. So I mean, that's the whole thing. When we were talking about, uh, we've talked about a lot of things, you know, from a brave standpoint. But when you get into the playoffs, you got to have guys, you know, the the the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You still got you me. Go. Yeah, yeah. Fellas, you still got yeah, me. Yeah, we hear you, coach. Yeah, yeah. You good, coach? Okay, that was my mom calling in. Yes, I had to call her back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in the playoffs, the swing and miss aspect is a big deal. I mean, if you go and look at Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz, who had the best postseason record? Uh, uh, the answer is John Smoltz because he had swing and miss stuff. And got wow. through 97 with a nasty slider. So that's what you're looking for, you know, when you're looking in this spot. You got Fulton Evans who throws 100, Bryce William who throws 100. I mean, you got some friggin' Max Freed throws 98 from the left side. There should exactly. there's you know the the thing right now is you got to you got to kind of figure out where everybody fits and and then you got to you know they've got to finish they've got to actually start to finish. They're no longer in my opinion, those guys are no longer young players. They they pitched in the major leagues to know how to do it. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I was so disappointed. Well, um, granted, we had errors in that first inning, but um, that's why I was so disappointed. And Fulte's, uh outing in that closeout game. I'm like, bro, you've been here before. Okay, I get it. When we out, we was uh, out in LA in 2018, it's your first playoff game. Cool, but. This is a closeout game, man. You, we gotta. We, there's, uh, there's literally no reason we should not be celebrating World Series right now. I still don't, man. I just, I feel like again this year we are a great team. We have a great lineup. Um, I think MLB got our, uh, what you call that? Um, power ranking number six right now. At uh, before spring training, have catch, pitchers and catchers reported yet? No, not yet. Well, yeah, at this point in the season, um, we are ranked number six. There's, we have the lineup to go win the series. At this point, as a Braves fan, that is my expectation and nothing less.